Welcome to the Middle East Update with Amir Serfati. Amir discusses the latest news from Israel and the region through the lens of biblical prophecy. The original video versions can be found on Behold Israel's YouTube and Facebook channels. To make it convenient, we've converted them to audio format to keep up with your busy schedule. Be sure to also subscribe to Amir Serfati on Telegram for daily updates from the Middle East. Amir's Middle East updates are based on the latest and most reliable sources, so you know you're getting the most accurate news. Now, on to the update. Shalom, everyone. This is Amir Tsarfati, and I am live from Galilee, from Israel. And this is a very important special update on the war in Israel and the latest things, including the visit of President Biden to Israel. He just took off back home. And everything that happened last night, that if you are following me on Telegram and Instagram, you know exactly what happened. So another thing I want to apologize in advance is for two sound beats that might interrupt us during this update. First, I've got all my alerts here. Uh, the sound is, is not muted. And that is because there might be things that I need to know and see that might affect my presence here. And the second thing, of course, if there will be a siren that goes off outside, I will have to immediately run to a bomb shelter in the office right next to me. And you'll basically have a, a nothing or no one here. You'll see the empty chair. So if one of these two happens, again, I apologize in advance. Before we start, let me pray, and there's a very important update, and there's a lot of stuff that you need to know, okay? So, Father, we thank you again. You are in full control. Nothing that happens now really surprises us. We know the works of the enemy. We know the hatred, the deception, the killing, and the stealing, and and, and all of those things that the enemy is all about. And, Father, we... We know that you that keepeth Israel, you neither slumber nor sleep. We know that you promise that you are God and you do not change. Therefore, the sons of Jacob will not be consumed. They're not consumed. Therefore, the nation of Israel stands before you. And as long as the sun, the moon, and the stars are there. So, Father, I pray that you will comfort all of us throughout this update with your truth and your promises and Lord, we just want to glorify you and also be smart and transparent and very much aware of what is going on. Lord, may you control the, the technical part of this broadcast as well as the content. We thank you and we bless you in Yeshua's name. Amen. So uh, shalom, everyone. Again, this is Amir Tzalfati. Again, I apologize if the siren is going to go off. I'm going to run to the bomb shelter. I have a one-minute warning, advance warning, if it's from the south, and I've got less than that if it's from the north. I'm right in the center uh, between the two. I'm in the Jezreel Valley next to the northernmost air base of Israel. You might even hear takeoffs and landings of F-16s. And the attacks on Gaza do not stop for a minute, even throughout the visit of U.S. President Joe Biden today. Before we go to Gaza, let me tell you that the, the Israeli government issued a warning that all Israelis must 
immediately leave uh, Turkey. We are aware of a, an assassination squad that is operated by the direction of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. They are on Turkish soil. They are already walking in the streets of Istanbul and other very popular sites, mostly for shopping uh, popular among Israelis. They are hunting for Israeli tour groups, Israeli individuals, Israeli businessmen. And therefore, if you are an Israeli and you're watching this and you haven't heard about it, immediately leave. I will also tell you that our national carrier, El Al, is just sending now special Dreamliner, special Boeing 787 to evacuate immediately Israelis from Turkey. I will also add that we are well aware of the fact that many are unable to get into that flight. Israel also is sending to Athens, Greece, and to Cyprus, and many other flights, in order to evacuate any Israeli that is right now in Turkey and could find a, a flight to either Athens or, or to Cyprus. Ladies and gentlemen, I will also tell you that the United States of America ordered all of its citizens to leave Lebanon immediately. United States also is evacuating its embassy in Argentina, as well as the Israelis. Bomb threats all around the world. In France, six airports were evacuated today because of bomb threats. In Rome, a Jewish school was evacuated because of bomb threats. And we are <clears throat> being reported of unprecedented number of anti-Semitic events and unprecedented terror threats all around the world against American and against Israeli targets. It went that far that Lebanese troops are now guarding McDonald's and, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was McDonald's and Starbucks in, in Beirut, and only because uh, these are American companies. Now, now let me let me tell you, folks, that uh, many of you are following me for constant news on my Telegram channel. Unfortunately. Many of you are not aware of the fact that you're not following the right channel, that you're following someone who is actually gathering your information and is obviously going to send you other things. And for that, let me show you what you need to do. Look, if you, if you have a, a Telegram channel, if you have my channel, make sure that you see that my name is on top and underneath it has 433 subscribers or maybe more now, but it's 433,000 subscribers. There are other fake channels. I'll show you now on the screen so you see. And one of them is calling himself this way, Amir Tzafati, Behold Israel, with 12,000 subscribers. Another one is faking it with 6,000. Another one with 7,000. These people are convinced that they follow me, but they're not. They are following. In fact, what I'm going to do right now I'm going to, on my channel, I will write the word test. And if you get it, signal with thumbs up on, on Telegram. 
and that will tell you that you are on the right channel. Now, let me now move to the very important news, okay? Again, we we're talking about we're talking about unprecedented number of anti-semitic events. And again, on Telegram, I tell you, give me thumbs up so I can see that you you can, you know, know that you're on the right channel. Now, watch this, ladies and gentlemen. I wrote you on Telegram and I said before, there is a very dark cloud, diabolic, satanic in nature, and very, very demonic right now in the, in the world, but especially in the Middle East. It showed his ugly face on Saturday, October 7th, but last night it showed its ugly face once again, and it causes millions of almost zombies to be activated, full of demons, and they are immediately at large going to try to kill and cause violence all around the world. And let me, I don't need to tell you what happened on Saturday, October 7th, because you already know. But last night, I could sense throughout the whole day that it's coming again. And I even told people, stop whatever you do. I wrote on Telegram, stop whatever you do and immediately pray. I am not interviewed on secular channels because they don't understand the spiritual aspect of this whole thing. There is a spiritual aspect here. And the spiritual aspect is that this is a spiritual war that is waged and it's only manifested in you know what you see now, but it's greater and it's bigger than you can imagine. And last night, I could see it coming again. And what happened is this. At around 6.59 p.m., Hamas, as usual, uh, started a heavy barrage towards central Israel. They do that every time at 7 p.m. They do it at 9 p.m. We already know it. When they do it, we are not bombing anything because all we do is trying to locate where it's fired from. And while this barrage was going on, it wasn't just Hamas, which is already going very low on number of rockets. 8,000 rockets were fired already since the beginning of this war. This is more than half of what Hamas had. So Hamas is asking also the other terrorist organizations, such as Islamic Jihad, why don't you shoot as well? Islamic Jihad, however, is not as sophisticated as Hamas. Their rockets are not as good. They're using cheaper materials. And therefore, the rate of their failed launches is enormous. In fact, the Israeli military spokesman today showed a map of how many, 30% of their rockets are falling on them. Look at those red dots. There is an increasing trend in the failed launches from the Gaza Strip. The terrorist organizations, Hamas, continues to place the citizens of Gaza Strip as human shields and to use sensitive civilian compounds for military purposes. Now, let me 
let me make it very clear. And, and I need you to hear me out right now. It's important that you understand that, okay? Israel is not attacking hospitals. We never did, or we'll never will. And if you want to know, we are well aware of the fact that the leaders of Hamas, the top leaders right now, are hiding underneath the central hospital of Shifa in Gaza. We've known that from day one. Every time there is a round of violence, that's where they hide. Have we ever bombed that hospital? Never. That's not what we do. In fact, it's interesting because Putin immediately said that he condemns it, condemns Israel for what we did. But let me tell you what he did. It wasn't too long ago. In fact, last year that Vladimir Putin himself bombed a maternity and children's hospital and scores of people died. Okay. So the last person that can, that can, you know, tell us uh, that we massacred people, which we haven't, by the way, is Putin. And if that's not enough, immediately Bashar al-Assad, the greatest butcher in the Middle East, who butchered nearly 1 million people of his own, immediately said that he is condemning the massacre. This whole thing was a, I wouldn't call it a plot, because look what happened. The barrage that was fired, 80% went to the right place. But one of the rockets, look at that in the background. You see, it's going the wrong direction all the way down. And immediately it fell in the parking lot of the hospital where a lot of people took shelter. And immediately, listen to this, immediately the Israeli intelligence gathered an information, a phone call of two terrorists. And this is why it took us time to come out with, with it's not us, because we were not sure if we want to uncover our intelligence gathering uh, methods. So we had to have clearance from the top levels to release the phone call between two Islamic Jihad and Hamas terrorists. And they actually, as they talk, they confirm it's our rocket. And they also said the sharpnels are not of Israeli, this is ours. And they actually admit that this is where one of their failed launches fell. Everything is documented. We know it. Al Jazeera, that immediately echoed that lie, did not even know that on the screen they show that rocket falling. It didn't interrupt them from spreading the lie. Not only Al Jazeera, look at the New York Times. These are very anti-Israel media sources. They echoed the lie for hours. And that echoing of that lie, which, by the way, is very well-known method of the Palestinians, always it's deception that is well-packaged and, and to show people how poor they are. This is them massacring themselves, and it's just, it just crazy. In fact, I, I even put on Telegram what Israel posted, and that was that people have spent days debating how Hamas murdered Israeli babies. 
But last night, within seconds, some of you accused Israel of targeting a hospital when evidence proved otherwise. Look at this. It takes days, and even up until now, people refuse to believe that Hamas massacred babies. Yet, within seconds, they accuse Israel for something we never did. That's from the works of the enemy. And that's how the enemy works. Who is the father of all lies? It is, of course, Satan. I'm telling you, listen to me, folks. It's not only in Israel. It's the greatest manifestation is in Israel, is in the Middle East right now. But this very dark, satanic cloud is all over the world right now. And I'm calling upon every Christian to pray and intercede. This is what we're here for. And remember, he that is in us is greater than he that is in this world. But he that is in this world is lifting his ugly face right now in, in ways that can only tell me that he knows his end is near. Now, let me also tell you that in even if it, if the, if it was Israel, which it isn't, sometimes during war, especially after you go through a genocidal style massacre, and by the way, an hour ago, we just found another burnt body of a mother. And we were a little, you know, hopeful because her son, her little boy, her toddler, was not next to her. Next to her. So we thought maybe he's hiding. So we went to the attic and apparently those barbaric murderers saw that he ran to the attic and killed him and burned him right there as well sadistic, barbaric things that actually even ISIS never did. And the interesting thing is, everybody's telling us about those innocent population of Gaza. It was the innocent civilians that did half of these atrocities. Innocent. And by the way, 80% of the Gazans voted Hamas in, in, if I'm not mistaken, it was in 2000. In uh, six, exactly, January of 2006. If you go now to Gaza or to the West Bank, 90, 90%, 90% will vote for them. Even we feel we see Israeli Arabs, doctors and nurses, they're all praising and glorifying Hamas. Hamas is a terrorist organization. How is it that the world believed their report last night? How is it that any it's like ISIS is, is saying, oh, something bad happened to us. Can you really believe them? So my, my point is, they don't believe evidences, but they believe the lies only because it's Israel on the line right now. It's very, very interesting to see that. But I want you to know that within minutes, this lie was echoed everywhere. And tens of thousands of people went to the streets of Baghdad and they tried to burn the American embassy. In Beirut, tried to burn the, uh, the American embassy. In Jordan, Amman, Jordan, they tried to burn the Israeli embassy. In Ankara, in, in Turkey, in Rabat, in Morocco, in, 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 in so many, look, and they look like zombies. And I'm telling you, you look, I've seen things in my life. A level of such demonic spirit I have not yet seen.
And I'm not talking about only of what they did on Saturday, October 7. I'm talking about how they think even now. It is beyond alarming, and it's all over the world. If you think that you're safe in Europe or in America, if you think that you're safe in Australia, New Zealand, if you think that you're safe in Asia, kiss that thought goodbye. This is an unprecedented, violent, satanic and, and demonic manifestation all over the world. And it has to be addressed. And by the way, speaking of, Hamas rockets did hit Israeli hospitals more than once. In fact, just three days ago, it hit Israel. Did we say anything? Well, it's we, we 8,000 rockets fell on Israel. And one of them, a few of them actually, fell on the Barzillai Hospital in the city of Ashkelon. Now, what President Biden said today is that what Hamas did is actually worse than ISIS, which means you need to eradicate them. And I'll talk about his visit in a few seconds because there were some great things that he said and there were some very alarming things that he said. And I'll address that in a few seconds. But I also want you to know that one of the reasons immediately the whole world was just going crazy is because Hamas immediately said, we have 800 dead and then 1,200 dead and then 2,000 wounded also. And towards the morning when their lie was exposed, suddenly the numbers started dropping. You cannot even believe to what they say about their own casualties. None of the videos they released showed or supported anything they said regarding the number of casualties. And so they kill their own people, they put it on Israel, and they inflate the numbers. They know that neither their numbers nor who shot, who they say that shot this is true. It doesn't really stop them from spreading this lie, and it doesn't stop the world to echo it all around. Yesterday, I found myself, and if you follow me on, on Telegram, and I do hope that you do, you understand that probably the fastest reports I ever wrote yesterday were during that time. Because I knew we have to kill that lie instantly because we have all the evidences. Enough is enough of these lies and deception that they always spread, and all of that in order for the world to tell Israel not to go in, into Gaza, stop everything, and help those poor people. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not barbaric. We are not. But something happened to the Israelis. Something happened. And I'm talking to people every day. Since October 7th, not even a single Israeli believes the Palestinians. Not even a single Israeli believed that we can ever live next to them. Did you know that this dance festival was a festival for peace? Did you know that they were planning on sending balloons to the sky so the Gazans will see and, 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 and enjoy that peaceful thing? Did you know that most of the people in the kibbutzim that they slaughtered, murdered, burned, raped, and beheaded were actually liberal left that believed that we need to help the Palestinians of the rights of the Palestinians to live there? Did you know that half of the people, half of the 
civilians that ran into those half of the Gazans that ran into those uh, settlements to steal and loot and kill were actually people that used to work for these Jewish people. And they, that's why they knew exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, no one believes them. There will never be peace with them. There will never be a Palestinian state. Now, that's the thing where I disagree with President Biden and with the Democratic Party and with, with the ideology of the left. They really think that we will buy this junk called two-state solution. It's never going to happen. It's the pal You have to understand what happened to us on October 7th equals to the Holocaust. Okay, but if you don't want to believe me, I will also tell you that what happened on September, October 7th equals to 15 times September 11th. Can you imagine if America would have 15 times September 11th in one day? Can you imagine? That's how the Israelis feel right now. Not a single Israeli is willing to hear anything but we're about to go in and completely annihilate Hamas. Now, if, if those innocent civilians, which I don't buy that because they voted for Hamas and they are cheering up every time barrage of rockets is launched and they're collaborating with the lies of Hamas. But assuming, let's say, assuming there are some innocent people there, Israel is telling them, leave the northern part because we are about to roll in with tanks and artillery and infantry and we're after all the Hamas terrorists above the ground and under the ground, because there are two Gazas above and under the ground. Now, if they're smart, they're going to leave all the way down south. The Palestinians demand that we will allow families to visit the Palestinian prisoners in Israeli prisons, yet they do not allow anyone to see the abductees which are now we know are more than 200 of them. It is terrible if you really think about it. They released a video of a young girl called, I think, Mia. And, and apparently it was a video that was taken five, six days ago. And they showed how they take good care of her or they, they, they bind her wounds. Ladies and gentlemen, she was wounded by Hamas. And she was kidnapped by Hamas. So they're not the good people here anyway. Now, another thing I want you to know is that something very, very interesting happened today. Both the king of Jordan and the Egyptian president, both of them said, don't even think about sending Palestinians to our territory. It will mean war. Okay, I'm not sure what I did. But apparently my, my hand motions are activating some graphics here. But they said, don't even think about that. Don't do that. In fact, let me show you the map so you understand what Assisi, the president of, of Egypt, said. Uh, take a look at the, the map. Assisi is afraid that the Gazans will move into Egypt and that we will ask him to host them. And what he said is, Guys, you don't have to send them to me. Send them to the desert inside Israel, house them there, clear Gaza from terrorists, and then send them back to Gaza. <laughs> you know what it means? 
it means that he also understands that there is a need to eradicate the terrorists. And even in the price of uprooting the Palestinians from Gaza for a short time. When he said those things, the Arabs went nuts. All the Arabs channels that I'm following, they went nuts because here is one of the leaders of the one of the biggest Arab countries who actually said that it's okay to uproot them. It's okay to move them. It's okay to transfer them elsewhere if we want to eradicate Hamas. Hamas is Muslim Brotherhood. Muslim Brotherhood or Islamic Brotherhood is illegal in Egypt. The last thing he wants is to bring those people into his territory because he's got enough of them there. The King of Jordan said, don't even think about sending them to me. It'll mean war also. Look how much everybody's running away from them. When there was, there is a you know civil war in Syria, Turkey opened its gate. Come, we'll house you there until everything is over. That's what you expect from a neighboring, friendly Muslim country. Not when it comes to the Palestinians. The Jordanians know well, the Jordanian monarch knows well that the Palestinians in 1970 wanted to topple King Hussein. The Egyptians know very well that the Palestinians cannot be trusted. But now let me, let me tell you something that you probably don't know. Iran is not happy with Hamas. You're probably saying, what do you mean, Amir? They, Hamas just butchered Israelis. Isn't Iran behind it? Yes, Iran is the one that wanted to annihilate or want to annihilate Israel. Six months ago, I wrote on Telegram, on Facebook, on social media. Six months ago, I wrote that there is an Iranian plan to have from all sides, from the northeast, from the north, from the south, and from the southwest, from the Yemenites, from the Gazans, from the Syrians, and from the Lebanese side. Simultaneously, the Iranians planned a simultaneous rocket attack, followed by ground invasion with motorcycles, ATVs, trucks, and uh, pickup trucks, and, and other vehicles, invading into Israeli settlements, killing many, taking hostages, causing confusion among the Israeli military forces for that can, can, can last days. I predicted that. Not that I predicted it's going to happen in Gaza. I actually quoted what I studied about the plot of the Iranians. The Iranians planned that there will be a set a, a specific day and what, that which the Hamas did should have happened simultaneously from all directions. But what Hamas did, Hamas wanted all the glory to himself. And Hamas jumped the gun and did it all by himself. He never told the Iranians the date. They never told Hezbollah the date. Why do you think Hezbollah is not joining for the last 12 days? They do have exchange of fire with us on the north, which, by the way, this American Secretary of Defense warned them to stop. But Hezbollah could have started war with us 12 days ago as well. But they haven't. Why? Because they were shocked themselves. Everybody were shocked how good it was. But everybody were shocked that they did it all by themselves. It wasn't according to the plan. The plan was to bring an end to Israel. 
And what they did is exactly the opposite. They unite Israel, all the Israelis right now. We're no longer disagreeing almost on anything. We understand that we have to fight 400,000 Israelis were, are now in the reserve duty. Unprecedented number, unprecedented percentage of people that are uh, reporting to duty. We have more than 100% in units. We have more people than we need right now, more people than we have even uh, equipment for. We had to purchase more ceramic vests. We have to purchase more rifles and more equipment because all, I mean, we have so many loads of planes are still coming from all over the world with young Israelis very, very determined to go and fight, even in my own immediate family. And so what I'm trying to tell you is that if they tried to surprise us and to annihilate us, what Hamas did is exactly the opposite. We are about to annihilate Hamas, and we are now on the highest alert against such a plot from the north, from the northeast, and from the south. I see it as a great miracle, if you ask me. Also, the amount of weapon that we found and the amount of explosives and the amount of IE, the number of IEDs and, and mines. And we found 20% of what they brought, and it was enough to kill 5,000 people. In other words, what they brought with them could have killed at least 10,000 people. So again, I choose to see that there was a restraining power here. And I can also tell you that when I was in, in New York on 9-11, and I don't know if you remember, but I saw the Twin Towers and I asked my friend the night before, what's going to happen if those buildings will be attacked from the air? Little did I know that the next morning they will be gone. But I remember that that day during 9-11, I got phone calls and I got information from sources that I have in the U.S. and the Israeli military. And the information I had, I couldn't believe it. But 9-11 should have been five times bigger if everything they planned would have succeeded. So even there, I didn't see the judgment of God, but actually the mercies of God. And the same here, and I know it sounds terrible, but it's the same thing. Now, America helped us so far. We have one aircraft carrier, the biggest in the world that is here already. We've got 2,000 Marines on the way. We've got Roosevelt, the carrier, on its way. And you guys are sending us nonstop cargo planes with special munition, with Iron Dome munition, bunker busters, bombs, and other things that we need. And it's good. But unfortunately, unfortunately, let me tell you, the $10 billion, the extra support that America is about to give us are part of a package of $100 billion that the, the Democrats wants to get a clear, you know, approval that will include Ukraine and Taiwan as well. So they are including the Israeli one, knowing that the Republicans will never vote no for something that goes to help Israel. So it's interesting, but I can tell most of the 100 billion is not for Israel. It's for Ukraine, by the way. But it is what it is. And at least uh, we get something. By the way, the annual support of America to Israel is only 3.5 billion. So to get 
an additional support of 10 billion in effort uh, against so many enemies, I think it's it's wonderful and we, we're thankful for it. But we also need to remember that it can say serve many other purposes in election year. And that's also floating right there in the background. But again, when President Biden said two-state solution and he said that Hamas does not represent the Palestinians, this is a naive way of thinking because, again, it's the civilians that did a lot of the atrocities and it's the civilians that will vote even today for Hamas. And what if you give them a state and then they have elections and they elect a new form of a Muslim Brotherhood party? What are you going to do then? Are you going to tell them, no, we are not accepting your democratic vote? You don't even create that monster to begin with. That's something that I, I believe we have to address as well. Now, last night, the embargo on sales of uh, parts for the Iranian rocket industry was lifted, expired, excuse me. And now Iran is free to buy and the world is free to sell Iran parts for their rockets industry. Not that they had any problem with that before, but now no one is going to be incriminated if it sells it. And so it is another thing. You have to understand something. Iran is the big problem. It's not Hamas. It's not even the Hezbollah. We have to take care of Iran. And the Iranians received a message from the U.S. via the United Nations. Uh, so the Iranian envoy into the United Nations received a message from the U.S. representative that Iran should stay out of this or else Iran will be attacked. I don't believe Israel is going to attack Iran right now because we prefer to deal with first with Hamas. Once we're done with them, and it can take weeks, by the way, it's, it can take weeks because after the air campaign starts the ground campaign, which may even start tonight because we waited for Biden uh, to leave. And that can take weeks. It's, a, it's not a huge area, but it's very densely populated. And now it's not only populated, but it's also part of it is ruined. And we know that terrorists love to hide in ruins and surprise soldiers. So there has to be some sort of a firewall that is advancing first before our tanks, before our troops. And simultaneously, aircrafts, helicopters, and ground forces have to storm in and take, and, and there, I don't see any other option but taking the entire Gaza Strip, clear everything there from terrorism, all the weapons, all the rockets, all their, you know, the, their whole weapon industry, and to find a local leadership that will take care of business under international auspices. Now, one of the biggest problems Israel have is that Israel in 2006, when we pulled out of Gaza, we also pulled out of the border with Egypt. And now most of the weapon, we were surprised how much they have, is actually flowing uninterruptedly underneath the border between Israel, between Gaza and Egypt. So Israel will have to get back to be present along that border to make sure that it's not going to happen again. Now, um, another thing that I want you uh, to know 
is that we talked about many things. President Biden today gave a very emotional speech. He, I must confess, in words, he's very good. On the ground, he insisted on humanitarian help for the Palestinians. And the only thing Israel agreed for is something that is kind of almost out of control because we don't have a border. I mean, we cannot control the border that Gaza has with Egypt. So we are going to allow stuff from Egypt, but we said we will only allow it if we can make sure that Hamas is not getting it. But guess who is controlling the border? Hamas. Guess who is controlling even the United Nations presence there? Hamas. Hamas just stole all the gasoline from the United Nations Work and Relief Association there. So as long as they are there, we might not be able to even give that humanitarian aid to move in. I will also tell you, folks, that we five days ago, America sent B-1 bombers to be stationed in uh, the UK. And I think it was a signal. It was a signal to Iran that it's more than just two carriers. It's very sophisticated stealth bombers that are now in that area, ready to be deployed in the Middle East when needed. So that is a very important thing. Now, let me make it also very clear. No one wants a nuclear war. No one wants a world war. I don't think even Russia can afford it. And biblically, we have to remember, the war that Ezekiel describes is not a war where America plays a role in it. It has to be very clear. Biblically, the Bible is telling us of five countries that will come against Israel. And the leader will invade from the north, Rosh, from the north. It'll come from the north, and it will come when Israel is safe, secure, and prosperous. So this, this conflict right now has to end at some point with Israel's victory and some sort of prosperity and peace for not too long for that war to happen. And in between, remember, I said that, and I'm saying that many times, I said that in between there has to be the destruction of Damascus and the, I won't say, I won't use the word the demise of America, but the stepping down of America from the role of the superpower. So it won't be even be able to physically, militarily help Israel. And that's when the mice will come out of their holes, when America is not there to send aircraft carriers and B-1 bombers and an and, and, and airlift Right now, there is the largest airlift of armaments since World War II that is coming right now into the Middle East. And nonstop American planes and military planes of America's allies that are landing with tons of help that we need. I won't be specific on what we have there because I don't think it's, it's, it's smart to do. But I will tell you this. This is not what Ezekiel war is going to be. That's for sure. Now, a lot of people are asking me, Amir, is this Psalm 83? I told you before, and I'm telling you again, Psalm 83 speaks of countries that are coming to destroy us because we became Israel. That was in 1948, 1967. It includes Jordan and Egypt that are now having peace with Israel, and they actually depend on us on water and on natural gas. So it's obviously not the case. 
if you want to understand who is the enemy of Israel right now, it's Iran. And Iran has very skillfully created an army of proxies in every country around us. It talk, I'm talking about in Iraq and Syria, in Lebanon, in Gaza, and also down south in Yemen. That was the job of General Qasem Soleimani that President Trump eliminated a few years ago. I also want you to know, and a lot of people don't know that, I spoke to a lot of Iranians and Persians, and the mindset of the Ayatollahs, which is based on hundreds of years of, you know, tradition on the remnants when it comes to the Persian Empire, they don't like the Arabs. In fact, they despise the Arabs. If you tell an Iranian, because he's Muslim, that he's an Arab, he's going to be very upset. You have to understand that the reason they created those proxies is so they will not die, but others will die for them. So it's the Afghans, and it's the Pakistanis, and it's the Iraqis, and it's the Lebanese and the Syrians, it's the Palestinians. The Palestinians are the lowest in the level of people in the eyes of the, of, uh, and by the way, not to trust, not trustworthy. The, the Iranians felt right now what is to be betrayed. The Jordanians know about betrayal, the Egyptians know about betrayal from Palestinians, but now the Iranians found it. They just destroy the Iranian plan to destroy Israel. And it's very interesting because if you, I, I talked to an Iranian guy and he told me, look, the Arabs, the Palestinians, it's like a plastic cup. When it's dirty, you can throw it away and have another one. When was the last time an Iranian blow, blew himself up? <laughs> they always send the Arabs. They always send Pakistanis or Indian, whatever. Muslims that are not Persians because they're lower than them. And the Palestinians, again, are the lowest. I don't understand how the Arabs cannot see that they are the useful idiots in the hands of a country that doesn't want to make its hand dirty. And so the Iranians are plotting and moving and shaking and doing everything behind the scenes, but they make sure that everybody else will do the dirty job and not them. And that is very, very important for all of you to know. And so I want you to know, so if you're asking me, so Amir, what, what is really going on here? You know, oftentimes I'm thinking Psalm 120 verses 5 to 7 is really exactly what we're going through right now. It says, Woe is me that I dwell in Meshech and that I dwell among the tents of Kedar. My soul has dwelt too long with one who hates peace. I am for peace. But when I speak, they are for war. That's what we have right now, folks. We have people that do not want to live in peace with us, but they want to live in peace instead of us. They want to kill us in the name of religion, in the name of demonic attack. There is a heavy, dark cloud. Again, I'm telling you, intercession like never before is required. And I'm telling you, the keeper of Israel neither slumbers nor sleep. I want to again tell you that on October 7th, a miracle happened 
a miracle that the Palestinians are so untrustworthy that they never told the Iranians they're about to do that. And therefore, neither the Hezbollah nor the proxies in Syria, Iraq, or Yemen did the same. And the whole idea of the Iranians is that they create those proxies to simultaneously attack Israel and destroy it. And the Palestinians jumped their gun. They killed 1,400 Israelis, but they now cause the Israelis to be stronger and more united than ever. And it's Hamas that is going to be eliminated. And hundreds of thousands of Israelis are now deployed around the borders. And the Iranian plot was foiled. I also want to remind you again, another side of the miracle is that the weapons and the number of terrorists that infiltrated, nearly 2,000 of them, the number of terrorists and the amount of weapon they brought with them should have killed at least 10,000 people. And so, no, I don't think that even one is, is not important. I think every one of those babies, and I don't know if you know, but, you know, babies were found, uh, excuse me, little toddlers were found handcuffed and then burned alive. Families were found hugging each other. Well, because their house was on fire and they knew if we go out, we'll get a bullet in our head. They stayed in and they were burned alive together and they were hugging each other. A pregnant woman, she had her belly slit open and they pulled the baby still with the umbilical cord attached to her. They are savages. They are barbaric, but it's beyond that. It is satanic, diabolic. It's something, again, as even President Biden said today, they make ISIS look good, which means there is no other solution but going in and eradicating them. And I don't have any mercy on anyone that is a member of these people. Again, I wish for them to repent, turn themselves in, and spend lifetime in prison, or be executed because... That's what, you know, the law says. But, but if they don't, read Romans 13. It's the duty of the government to use its sword to execute judgment upon the evildoers. All those Christians, oh, you know, we have to feel, we, we as Christians, we don't call for war, for killing. That's nonsense. This is a massacre, a genocide. And a government appointed by God has the duty, not the privilege, the duty to go and execute judgment, use the sword, the Bible says, to execute judgment upon the evildoers. And I will also conclude with this. A lot of self-righteous Christians write me and say, oh, Amir, but God is a righteous God and he's a zealous God and these people danced in the peace festival and there was a Buddha symbol, blah, blah, blah. So, so God killed them. No. Out of the 1,400 people, 260 were those, whereas the other 1,100 were babies and toddlers and Holocaust survivors that were in their bed, that were in their homes. That's not God who killed them. That's Satan who killed them. That's satanic, barbaric, demonic. Don't put it on God. Don't, don't act like that. There are peace festivals with those type of, of statues. No one there worshiped Buddha. But all of those festivals have those big things. 
every day, everywhere around the world, is God killing them all? What are you talking about? God is going to judge the world. Don't worry. He will judge the world. But this barbaric attack was because we're Jewish people, because we're Israelis. They came after the party. They came after the kibbutzes, the towns, the villages, and, and our soldiers. That's what they did, because we're Jews, because we're Israelis. It's satanic. It's diabolic. And do not put it on God because you, in fact, if, if a believer will come to an Israeli and tell him God did that because of this peace festival, you can talk to him about Jesus for 5,000 years. He will never listen to you. Don't do that. Now, again, trust me, God is going to judge both Israel and the world when the time comes. But what do you see right now? This is not it. You have to understand, you have to identify it as satanic and diabolic in its nature, and you have to intercede and pray. That's what you need to do, not just do the blame game that so many do. Now, there's no mystery here. It's plain and simple. There's no mystery with Hamas. There's no mystery with the hatred that we see against us. It's plain, it's visible, it's been there in the Holocaust. It came to visit us once again. Unfortunately, it was a one-day Holocaust, but it was worse than that. It was a one-day 9-11, but it was 15 times worse than that. It is a deep wound that scarred the Israelis for probably forever. And what we are about to do is destroy our enemy and come stronger with a great sense of resolve and resilience. Pray for Israel. Pray for the change of heart with these demon-possessed people on the other side. Pray that no one will even think around us that they can ever live instead of us. We never said to Gaza, we actually pulled Israelis in 2006 out of Gaza. So the Palestinians will live there and say, you know, no one occupies them anymore. There's no occupation in Gaza. We are not there. Instead, of life, they built death, they sanctified death. And it's interesting, President Biden said today a few times, but he said it before also, about his meeting with Golda Meir a few weeks before the war of, of Yom Kippur, when everything looked so grim, when, when he, he, she showed him photos of, of all, he was a 30-year-old young Delaware senator, and let me put on the screen what she told him. It was very interesting. I don't know if you if you can see that. I think I have a, a slide with exactly what she told him. So as, a, as you see, Biden toured Israel and the territories it held some 40 days before the start of the war of October 6th. And then he tells it, and, and, he, and then he sat down with the American-raised Kiev-born Israeli Prime Minister Golda Meir, who showed him various maps and explained to him exactly why Israel's solution as military tensions ramped up was dire. Biden was apparently incredibly impressed by the Israeli leader, but described the meeting as depressing. Mayer then asked Biden to pose for a photo. And then she said, Senator, you look so worried. And he recalled and said, well, it seems like my God, Madam Prime Minister, turned to her and said, the picture you paint is dire. And she said, oh, don't worry. We have 
And I thought she only add, said that to me, but she said that, but look what she said. We have a secret weapon in our conflict with the Arabs. You see, we have no place else to go. We have no place else to go. This is the land that God brought us back to. We're staying here. And if people don't want to live with us, they will surely not live instead of us. Keep praying. And I, I want you also to know that the future of Israel is not going to be determined by Hamas. It has been already determined and detailed in the word of God. And much of it is in the book of Daniel. And I just finished writing Discovering Daniel, which is a sequel to Revealing Revelation. And you can find discoveringdaniel.com. Go and you can pre-order that. And if you haven't read the latest novel, Out of the Far North, outofthefarnorth.com, you can also get that there. Please subscribe to our newsletter. And you can see a QR code on the screen. Every week we send a collection of all the news from the week and some ministry updates as well, free of charge. Subscribe to, via our webpage. And let me conclude with the ironic blessing. So let me conclude. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance towards you and give you his peace. B'Shem Yeshua, in the name of Yeshua, Amen. The only peace that Israel will ever experience, true peace, lasting peace, is not two states. It's not the peace of the Antichrist. It's the peace from the Prince of Peace. So pray that they will get to know him. This is exactly why we're working on creating a center here called Connect. And I knew something big is coming. I knew that I have to stay in Israel for the next year. And I, I ask you to pray, if you remember. Uh, Connect is our project. It's going to be a studio for uh, reporting news and broadcasting Bible studies, but also a place where we will teach Israelis as well. So if you want to help us, go to our website and you can help us there as well. I thank you. God bless you. And please share this video with as many people as you can. Thank you. God bless you. And join our Telegram channel.